SAFM 104-107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. 2113 Songa together with Zamashope tonight's co-presenters as at a minute ago of the conversation here on The Viewpoint. Student entrepreneur, Mr. Musa Maluleg, a short bio. Maluleg is a student entrepreneur, sorry, student entrepreneurs have created some of South Africa's most successful businesses and this year's winner of the South African Qualifier for the Entrepreneurs Organization Global Student Award, Mr. Musa Malulega, is likely to be counted among the country's most influential young business people in years to come. The awards is the premier global business competition for students, for university students, and represents more than 1,700 prominent student entrepreneurs from more than 55 countries. That's like a quarter of the world. Built on a mission to inspire students to start and grow entrepreneurial ventures, the awards bring global vibe visibility to pioneering student business owners. Malulega himself will go on to the 2020 awards as a finalist and they will be held in Cape Town. This is the first time that this prestigious event is held not just in the country but on the continent and of course Manulega will present to a global audience of over 13,000 entrepreneurs organization members. That's 300 attending locally and the rest via streaming. Mr. Musa Malulega, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us and first up many congratulations. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Eh? Talk to us about what your entrepreneurial venture is all about to the extent that you don't release the IP that can just make <laughs> me an instant millionaire at, at your expense. Yeah, so basically just to sum it up, I started playing soccer in my township where I come from. So I come from Atrejville, mm. which is a small township in Atrejville, in Pretoria. So I started playing soccer in the local gravel soccer pitches. And then whilst playing soccer there, I used to realize that my soccer boots were not durable enough to play on the gravel soccer pitches. So they would usually last me up to three months or six months. So that's really when I identified a problem that I needed to solve. And that's when I started making soccer boots that are specifically designed to play on gravel soccer pitches. And that's basically where my entrepreneurial venture started. Talk to us more about that. This is way too interesting. I'm asking you to talk to us more about that because just about every African kid who grew up from the rural and dusty parts of this country can relate to that, where the obvious solution is simply to play barefoot. What made you think differently? And to the extent that you were thinking differently, what was the first move you made? What was the first break? Tell us about the hiccup or the hurdle that you couldn't overcome and that nearly pay that that nearly put pay to your dreams and aspirations. Talk to us some more. This is interesting. Yeah, so for me it was the cost of buying new soccer boots. Every single time my soccer boots wore off while spraying on gravel. So every single time I used to realize that people would stop playing soccer because they don't have soccer boots to play. Because they would buy soccer boots and the soccer boots would wear out in about three months or three to six months. So for me, it was also trying to solve a problem because when you're from the township, the one thing that keeps us away from the street and away from drugs is playing soccer. So I found out and I saw that many of my peers would go on to go smoke drugs and be on the street. So for me, it was how can we keep those people off the street for the next 
coming generation. So with the soccer boots, I realized how can I make a soccer boot to be more durable that someone can play longer on a gravel soccer pitch. And that's where my idea really started. And it took me a while to start it because being so young, I didn't have, let's say, investment backing me up. Mm. So I had to use my own money to start up this business that I saved up from grade one up until grade 12. How old were you when you had this idea if you started saving from grade one? So I was 17 oh, oh, I see. 11. Oh, but so you I had been so, saving, I see. Yeah, yeah, just to correct it, when I started saving money in grade one, I wasn't thinking that I would have an entrepreneurial I, venture. I see, I see. Yeah, when I grew up, I was just saving it up because in grade one, when my mom used to give me two rent, it wasn't enough to buy anything in the tech shop. So what I asked her is that, can you please keep it for me? And then... In grade 12, when you count that, you saw that it's a huge sum of money that I saved up. Fantastic. Mr. Musamalulega, let me just quickly interrupt you. I just do want to confirm that in part of this particular conversation that you are having with me shall be Ms. Zamatlope, who is a strategy director at TBWA. This is also to just allow that allow our listeners, regular listeners, to understand that in not hearing me, don't for a moment think that the show has at all been hijacked. Uzama is here. She will continue the conversation with Musa Marulega. I do want people in the same sort of space to talk mm. to each other to get more out of this conversation. Zama, continue, please. Wonderful. Musa, firstly, I think your idea is phenomenal. Um, Songeza mentions the idea of the obvious solution being to play barefoot or potentially to demand astroturf. So I find your yeah. solution so incredibly innovative and it's really encouraging. I, I'm really intrigued by having had the idea at 17 and you went on to go, then go study accounting sciences at WITS. Did you find your degree in any way constructive and helpful towards your business? So starting out, my degree wasn't that relevant because in accounting sciences we learned to, like we're taught, how to audit companies that are already public. Mm-hmm. But then there are certain business principles that taught me how to handle a business. So in terms of when you write tests and exams, there's a certain mindset that it enables you to go through. And I think that's the common mindset that helped me in terms of managing my business. But not currently, the content that I'm studying hasn't been really helping me in terms of growing my business as it's still a startup. All right. Can I ask you yeah. what might be a provocative question? So there's this yeah. there's this argument constantly about do entrepreneurs need to go to university? Um, having done both, what would your recommendation be? I think they, they do. But then for me, it's about it's, it's about someone personally. So for someone, they would say they don't need to go to school. For someone, they would say they need to go to school. So it's really about your purpose. But then personally for me, according to my purpose, I personally say I need to go to university. Because there are certain things that I need to learn in university that I can't learn out of university. And there are certain opportunities that I've been exposed to due to being in university that I wouldn't have been exposed to if I was out of university. So personally for me, yes, you need to go to school and university while still being an entrepreneur. Mr. Musa also Marulega. what being in university allows you is that you don't have too much obligations lying on you. So you don't have that amount of responsibility. So it gives you leeway when you build your business in a way. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you for that response, Musa. Let's take a quick ad break now for those who are just joining us or don't know what's going on because they keep hearing a lady's voice. Ms. <laughs> Zamatlope, Strategy Director at TBWA, is in conversation with Mr. Musa Maluleka, who's a student entrepreneur from the University of the Witwatersrand. He is also a competition finalist in the Entrepreneurs Organization Global Students Awards. He's going to tell us more about a particular soccer boot that he has invented for the purposes of making it a little more durable than what for the most part has been available on the market because when he had his soccer boots three months later they were done and dusted done and dusted they were 21 21 is the time let's take a break the viewpoint weekdays 8 to 10 p.m on safm on the viewpoint Welcome back to The Viewpoint. This is Zamatlope, by no means taking the place of your wonderful, uh, usual host, Songhezo, uh, but just filling in for the next two minutes, hopefully. Uh, we're on the line with Musa Malulega, who's a student entrepreneur from WITS and a competition finalist um, on one of the global qualifiers, a South African qualifier for the Entrepreneur Organization Global Student Awards. Musa, are you still with us? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Right. So I thought one of the things that's quite interesting, and it's a constant conversation for entrepreneurs um, in South Africa, is the notion of youth unemployment. Um, and it's a burden that many entrepreneurs are asked to carry and are expected to solve for us. I wonder, as someone who's come up with such a wonderfully useful innovation and is likely to, honestly, I think it will be phenomenal in this country, do you in any way feel, one, the pressure to solve this problem, and do you feel in any way capable to respond to it? For me, I think I sometimes feel the pressure because having started it, there was a huge amount of hype going on around me in terms of trending on social media and stuff. But then growing, like, within the growth process, I've really learned to master myself. So for me, I don't feel pressure. I don't put myself under pressure. For me, it's about growing this thing every single day, taking it one step at a time. So I don't know how much it will grow. But then for me, it's about looking to forward towards the future and working as hard as I can. So I don't feel pressure. So it's, from, it's just about working on it every single day and see what it takes me in the future. That's wonderful. So you're preparing, I imagine, for your presentation now. Um, how yes. so? How f- far away is your uh, trip? So when do you leave? So the trip it, it will be in Cape Town and it will be in April. Okay, in April. Yeah. Are you are you heavily preparing? What do you have to demonstrate to the judges overseas? So I think the preparation started with the national ones because the competition was also quite stiff and quite tough uh-huh. the South African national ones so the competition had already started there and then one thing I liked about the EO organization competition is that it focuses on more on the entrepreneur and the genius of the entrepreneur uh-huh. so it makes it more easier to compete with other global countries in terms of it's about you as an entrepreneur and your own gene uh-huh. so I feel let's like so go even though you need to prepare, but then it's also just a platform to go on a global platform and share your story, your own stories and entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. Musa, I certainly have every faith that I'm trying to hand over to Sonia Zana. I have every faith that you'll win. The combination of the power that football has around the world with the kind of solution that you're putting on the table, I feel like we'll just have to, we'll have to host another World Cup just so that we can use your football boots. Thank yeah. you. So it's a wonderful, wonderful idea, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you very much. Awesome.
Musa, a final question from me, and it's going to be a short reply, please. To the extent that Sepp Blatter and his team left behind the 2010 FIFA World Cup Legacy Trust, how much of that, if any, have you been able to benefit from? Or going forward, how much of what is in the kitty from the trust might you be able to leverage for at least the purposes of scaling and actually going global? Because part of that trust is about taking the game to the people, not just the African people, but the people of the world. So currently I haven't received anything from that fund, to be honest. As I'm going to the future, I don't know if I'll be able to receive it, but then hopefully, and with faith, I'll receive it. Fantastic. No, well, we wish you certainly all of the best in Cape Town. Do come back, please, and tell us how it went. You're a winner in any event, irrespective of how the results might go, because the fact that you will be there to present to your brand, there is somebody out there or some bodies out there who will want to take your idea and run with it, at least from a funding perspective and ideally from an equity perspective so that you can scale and grow. I did notice that on the picture that your boot has two stripes, one stripe to go before you start competing with the big boys, Adidas. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Musama a student entrepreneur from Vritz and a competition finalist at the Entrepreneurs' Organization Global Student Awards. My co-host, Zamashlope, returns after the short break when Ms. Maya Fisher, who is a financial journalist, joins us on the line to talk about reducing the burden of the so-called black tax. Please stay tuned. <laughs>